Hello, and welcome to the September 15th episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world. This week, we bring you news on financing of projects on the African continent, the new Luanda Airport in Angola, power generation in Cape Verde, Cameroon, and Mozambique, floating wind in Portugal, a major restructuring of the Timor-Leste energy sector, and other major developments in our jurisdictions. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Diana, over to you. We start this week's episode with news on the United Arab Emirates' pledge to help finance Africa climate projects. The host of this year's United Nations Climate Summit pledged $4.5 billion US dollars to help African nations accelerate clean energy projects. The funds will be provided by Abu Dhabi's clean energy producer, Mazdar, Abu Dhabi Fund for Development, Etihad Credit Insurance, the nation's export credit agency, and EMEA Power, a Dubai-based renewable energy company. To identify initial projects, the UAE will rely on the strategic partnership with the African Development Bank's Africa 50 investment platform. The World Bank's private sector arm, the International Finance Corporation, wants to increase financing in Africa, particularly in Portuguese-speaking countries. In recent years, the institution has invested and mobilized over four billion US dollars in Portuguese-speaking African countries. Most of the financed projects are in Mozambique and, to a lesser extent, Angola, with the first long-term investment in Cape Verde having taken place this year. The IFC now hopes to expand its investment net to São Tomé and Príncipe and Guinea-Bissau, where projects are already being scoped. Likewise, U.S. fund Africa Invest has mobilized 100 million U.S. dollars to invest in several sectors such as agro-industry, real estate and hotels in the Portuguese-speaking African countries. In the short term, the aim is to place the initial capital of $100 million in different businesses, distributing it between the various countries under observation. In order to do so, it will be necessary to evaluate the projects and get to know possible local partners who will interact with the fund as strategic allies in the economy. In the long term, until 2030, this initiative hopes to consolidate itself as a natural channel for investment in Africa at a global level, increasing the assets under its management both through the results obtained by the businesses in which participates and through the inflow of new capital. In Angola, the government is launching a tender for the operation of the new Luanda International Airport with a successful bidder to be selected before the end of 2023. The Antonio Agustin Neto International Airport will replace the existing 4 de Fevereiro International Airport as Angola's main international gateway and become a new hub for the country's flag carrier, TAG Angola Airlines. The project is also seeking to position the Southern African nation as a regional aviation hub once the facility opens before the end of the year. The Angolan government has announced the upcoming sale of 15 of the 73 assets planned to be disposed of under the privatization program running until 2026. This package includes a number of industrial projects and several chain stores. Also under discussion is the sale of telecommunication assets such as Angola Telecom and Multitel, whose privatization may take place via a public offering on the stock exchange. 
The European Union and the United States are teaming up to support the development of the Lobito Corridor, the Trans-African Corridor across Angola, the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Zambia. This partnership will combine financial resources and technical know-how to accelerate the project's development, including investments in clean energy projects, digital access and agricultural value chains that will surely increase regional competitiveness. The partnership plans to explore cooperation in three specific areas – transport infrastructure investments, measures to facilitate trade, economic development in transit, and support to related sectors to fuel inclusive and sustainable economic growth and capital investment in Angola, Zambia and the Democratic Republic of the Congo in the longer term. The Lobito Corridor concessionaire Lobito Atlantic Railway has secured its first commercial agreement with Ivanhoe Mines for the export of copper concentrate from the DRC mines via the rail corridor and the Angolan port of Lobito, which has until now been transported by road at an enormous cost for the mining company. The consortium, consisting of Motingil, Trafigura and Victoris, has shown to be pleased with the expressions of interest from the main mining companies along the corridor, which recognize the benefits of the new logistics route made available to them. In Cape Verde, a 1.3-megawatt photovoltaic plant with a battery bank for energy storage is being built in Porto Novo, Santo Antão, as part of the country's energy transition program. Porto Novo is currently a model municipality in Cape Verde in terms of renewable energy, with a permeation rate of over 90%. Cameroon is planning a 400 billion CFA franc investment to electrify 1 million households and supply 250 megawatts to industry over the next four years. The priority recovery plan for the electricity sector within the Cameroon Electricity Sector Recovery Plan will be partially financed by the World Bank via the Results-Based Program and the African Development Bank but an additional financing of 172 billion CFA francs is still required. In offshore Côte d'Ivoire, ENI has started production of oil and gas from the Belen fields, marking the first emissions-free production project in Africa. The entire gas production from Belen, the largest hydrocarbon discovery in the Ivorian sedimentary basin, will be delivered onshore through a newly constructed pipeline, enabling the country to meet its domestic electricity market demands, facilitate energy access, and strengthen its role as a regional energy hub for neighboring countries. Equatorial Guinea has called on the community of Portuguese-speaking countries to invest in the country under the ongoing program called Horizon 2035, which aims to diversify the economy and reduce its heavy dependency on oil. Consulting firm BMI has stated that Total Energies should resume work in Cap Delgado, Mozambique in the first half of 2024 after renegotiating contracts with local contractors. The need for renegotiation arises from the rise in prices for raw materials, energy and labor, as well as a general increase in inflation. In the meantime, Mozambican authorities are evaluating the possibility of launching a seven-hydrocarbon licensing round in order to guarantee the licensing of new exploration acreage. The option is being put on the table at a time when the National Petroleum Institute is still finalizing the contracts of the consortia that won the sixth round for subsequent approval by the government, a process that should be finalized by the end of the year. The Topuito Industrial Park in Ampula province in Mozambique 
has received the status of industrial free zone. Tapuito is a local content initiative designed to boost the local economy by attracting national and foreign investment and creating jobs for Mozambicans, and which will enable the transformation of raw materials and boost agro-industry, fish processing, catering, logistics, housing, green economy opportunities, construction, maintenance, and much more. A number of benefits make the industrial free zone incredibly attractive, including exemption of customs duties on the import of construction materials, machinery, equipment, accessories, and spare parts, exemption from value-added tax on transfers of goods and services, exemption from corporate income tax in the first 10 fiscal years, and reduction of the corporate income tax rate. On the energy front and following the growing demand for electricity in the region, Mozambique's hydroelectric at Cahorabasa is planning on reviving the project to build a second Cahorabasa plant north of the original hydroelectric dam, which according to the socio-environmental impact study carried out in 2012, would have a maximum installed capacity of 1,250 megawatts. On the other hand, the Nafanda Nakua hydroelectric project on which Miranda Lines has been working is drawing investors' attention, with several entities expressing their intention to finance the project. The Project Implementation Office explained that in addition to the European Union and the European Investment Bank, which have announced funding of 500 million US dollars, other partners such as the African Development Bank, the French Development Agency, the South African Development Bank, and the Islamic Development Bank have also expressed their intention to contribute to the implementation of this impactful project. The total budget for the project is estimated at 4.5 billion US dollars. The Mozambican Minister of Energy and Mineral Resources has guaranteed that the country is doing the utmost to accelerate the pace of electrification in the country with the goal of achieving universal access to electricity by 2030. With this goal in mind, the Council of Ministers approved a resolution approving the Energy Efficiency Strategy for the next 10 years, which establishes rules and procedures and defines minimum standards of energy efficiency in the different sectors of energy energy use, with the aim of supporting the implementation of measures that lead to more efficient use of this resource. According to the Global Wind Energy Council, Portugal is in the top five potential leaders in the floating wind sector in 2023, sharing the podium with the UK, Norway, China and Japan. Despite being an emerging technology, Global Wind Energy Council Market Intelligence expects floating wind energy will be fully commercial by the end of the decade. Across the globe, in Timor-Leste, the government has highlighted the benefits of the new changes in the licensing regime for economic activities, aimed at making the process more predictable, transparent and ultimately simple, reducing the strain of starting a business in the country. According to the executive, these changes will improve the perception and assessment of the business environment in Timor-Leste in light of the parameters of ASEAN, the World Trade Organization and the World Bank. Recent developments in the oil and mineral resources sector, together with the change in strategy following the appointment of the ninth constitutional government, have justified an update of the structure and functioning of the public entities involved in this critical sector, in order to make them more efficient, transparent and in line with the legislation in force and the state of the international energy and mineral resources industries, as well as the replacement of all members of the board and other senior management positions 
Mines at the entity supervised by the Ministry of Petroleum and Minerals. The government has also approved a new framework law for the Ministry of Petroleum and Mineral Resources with areas of growing interest in the energy sector, such as carbon capture and storage and hydrogen, addressed for the first time. The Institute of Petroleum and Geology has also been renamed as the Timor-Leste Geosciences Institute, Institut Geosciences Timor-Leste, and new governance rules have also been approved. Furthermore, the corporate governance structure of the national oil company Timor Gap EP has been adapted to the organization usually followed by international and national energy companies, and its scope of action has been broadened to better meet the challenges of the energy transition. The government has also decided to separate the mining and oil and gas regulatory roles, reverting back to the original structure of the National Petroleum Authority, ANP. This is expected to improve the efficiency of the supervisory powers of the authority in the oil and gas sector and allow it to concentrate on this critical mandate, including in the Greater Sunrise Special Regime area. With the removal of the minerals portfolio from the ANP, the government has created the National Mining Authority as a regulator exclusively responsible for this critical sector of the economy. Also, the government has decided to dissolve CMTLSA, created as a fully government-owned private law company, and create a new state-owned company, Murak Rai Timor EP. The new entity will have a more efficient structure aligned with the strategy and priorities of the government for the sector, which is expected to ensure that the state and the people of Timor-Leste fully and effectively benefit from mining activities. Finally, earlier this week, the Council of Ministers approved the appointment of the new presidents of these institutions. Ruiz Suarez will be the new president and CEO of Timor Gap, while Dean da Silva returns as president of ANP. José Gonçalves will be the president and CEO of the new Morac Right Timor. Rafael Araújo becomes the first president of the National Mining Authority, ANM. And Job dos Santos has been appointed as president of IGTL. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. We will be back in two weeks' time with more developments in the Miranda Alliance world. Please join us then for more news from the 16 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. In the meantime, you can drop by our website or LinkedIn page where you will find more updates on our activity and legal developments of interest to our clients and followers. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.moradalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Diana Teodoro from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcast team. Technical support is provided by Hugo Ribeiro from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.